0: it is for you. I'm so excited. I'm here today with Lindsay Gentry. She is the owner, operator, director, caregiver of Cray Gardens. She is an Etsy shop owner, creator of inspirational custom bracelets, and she is a warrior survivor of triple negative breast cancer. And she's just inspiring in so many ways and graciously accepted my request to be on today's podcast. Welcome, Lindsay.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited.
0: Oh, thank you. I have to say that my husband found your account on TikTok (laughs) and and shared it with me repeatedly. So then I decided to get on TikTok. I will tell you I was not on before because I wanted to see every day what was going on at Craig Gardens. (laughs) And that was a couple of years ago. You are so real. You're real as a mom. You're real as a woman. You're real as just a creator. And I just appreciate your content.
1: Oh, thank you. Wow. That means a lot. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. So my kids are 26 and 25. If I had had this Cray Gardens content when I was parenting, when they were your kids' ages, I would have been a better parent. (laughs) 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 I would have been more gracious with myself, more compassionate. I think you offer that. So talk a little bit about the beginnings of of the illegal daycare.
1: Um, So I was already on TikTok before I started the sort of Cray Gardens illegal daycare. Um, I was using it to advertise my Etsy shop, which I had started during COVID, and um, I had been calling my backyard an illegal daycare for months because it was I have a five year old and a three year old at that point. I think they were two and four, and uh, it was just like covered in toys and every. I never cleaned them up at the end of the day, and they were just wild climbing everything. And I used to just always joke that my uh, backyard looked like an illegal daycare, and that's what people would think when they drove by. And one day, I just sort of on a whim made a a video about it, and it went viral. And I just kind of kept going with it, and every day started posting my little illegal daycare
0: updates. Oh, it's so good! If you haven't seen it, go find it on TikTok, and it's amazing. My favorite, I think, was the announcement of what they had for breakfast: <laughs> yeah. water, dry cereal maybe some fruit. But that is the truth of moms and moms who have more than one kiddo. It's like mm-hmm. they're lucky if the diaper stayed on or the socks matched or you just really made it real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is your uh, and I love your tagline on your Instagram, you're a millennial mom parenting 90s style. Mm-hmm. Where do you get your parenting support? Where do you get your inspiration for parenting for real?
1: Um, I think I parent a lot like my mother. Um, I think that was sort of why I said I parent 90s style. I was raised in the 90s and my mom had four kids and she was a stay-at-home mom like me. And she, you know, always obviously made sure our basic needs were met, but she was kind of kind of hands-off in a lot of ways. She really let us explore and be free and sort of feral. And we roamed the neighborhood. Um, which you could do in the nineties. And uh, I try and parent my boys in kind of a similar way where they, you know, always feel loved, but, and cared for, but they're sort of free to figure it out. And Hmm. I think she's, she's probably my biggest inspiration and she doesn't live too far. So she's also a huge support.
0: That's awesome. What would you say to young moms if they don't feel like they have somebody around them in proximity?
1: Um, I mean, I think that you can, if you put yourself out there, kind of cultivate that community. Um, I have, there's not a lot of stay at home moms these days, but I've sort of scoured my neighborhood and found the ones that are, and, and I make the effort to try and build community with them. I've built a lot of relationships online, which aren't as great as in person, but you know, you at least then have somebody to talk to who can relate to you, um, you know, I think making the effort to be part of communities, whether it's your church or your school or a mom's group, like, and it's effort. It's effort to be in a community and to try and push yourself, take your baby out with you, take your toddler, and go and try and build a community and put in the work because it really pays off when you need them.
0: Mm, I love that. I feel like lockdown changed that for a lot of people. Yes. If they were, if that was already tricky for them. Lockdown made it even more challenging. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. Lockdown was so incredibly isolating. I think that's why platforms like TikTok really took off during that time because people were so starved for connection.
0: Absolutely. We are anyway. And then to mm-hmm. be told you can't have it. Yep. Yeah. Were you always this funny, I, I, Some sometimes you call it dark humor. I just think it's real life stuff. But have you always been sort of the comedian in the room?
1: Well, I'm the middle child, so I've always liked to be the center of attention, <laughs> um, and I and I was a theater major in college, so I've always sort of liked, I've always been comfortable with an audience. I enjoy the, the sort of back and forth of putting myself out there and then hearing what people have to say. Um, so yeah, I've always kind of been like a little bit of a class clown. Uh, my siblings would certainly tell you that I've always been this goofy.
0: That's so funny. And your kids? Are, are they enjoying your goofiness or are they at the stage where you're not funny yet or you
1: um I don't think they find me funny but <laughs> we find we find a lot of humor and joy throughout the day um I don't think they're quite old enough to actually find me funny I think I'm still just mommy
0: <laughs> say more about that you find humor and joy in the day how do you create your space to bring that into play
1: Um, Well, I think, you know, definitely last year going through cancer treatment, we were sort of forced to find things funny, or I think we would have really lost our minds. So when our kid now, especially now that, you know, I'm in remission, when our kids tear apart the house or are running in circles, all throughout the first floor, we just have to laugh. It's like laugh or cry. Um, so we definitely really make an effort to choose to laugh at the chaos of having two little boys. Um, when things don't go our way, we just choose to laugh and really uh, allowing myself sometimes to act like a little kid with them. And, you know, I'll play mommy monster and chase them around the house or do, you know, those sort of silly silly fantasy things that little kids like to do and just like allowing myself to do that instead of worrying about that I have to unload the dishwasher or something like that and you know maybe I go to sleep in the sinks full of dishes and that's okay because I played with my kids during that time instead and that doesn't happen every day but I try and encourage myself to do that and give myself permission to leave some of those things behind so that I can actually enjoy playing with my kids and not feel completely burnt out by the end of the day.
0: Mm, that's important. That's, play is important for any age. I know some of my favorite memories are when I was down on the floor playing. And then when your kids as adults say that's some of their favorite memories, that's so mm-hmm. good. That's powerful. Yeah. Your um, resilience and tenacity at everything you do as, as far as what we see on the outside, how have you always been that tenacious, that resilient, strong?
1: Um, no, <laughs> I think that, uh, going through everything when we went through last year, um, sort of built that strength in me. I mean, and it's funny when people say, oh, you're so strong. You went through this. It didn't, I didn't feel strong. I felt like that whole experience completely broke me and you just do it. It's it, just like being a mother. It's like, you don't have a choice. I have to live for these children. They need a mommy and that's me. And so I have to go to these treatments every day and I have to find a way to tolerate them. And I have to do the surgery. And you just like, you just do it. And even when you feel like you're completely broken and it's the nightmare of your life, you just make yourself do it. And then you're when you're done, you're like, holy crap, I actually did it. And I can tolerate those things. It's sort of like working out, like you're just like every day you're lifting in the gym. And then by the end of it, you're like, Oh, I have these muscles now. Um It just sort of feels like I was doing a year long workout. And now I have these muscles as a result of that work.
0: Mm, so well put. Wow. That's the realness that draws people to you also, right? You're not saying, Oh, I just it was easy and anybody can do it and right you know you you've been very transparent throughout it in your tiktoks and in your healing lindsay instagram page for you what's something you've learned about yourself during this journey
1: um i learned i think i learned that i can tolerate a lot more than i thought i could mm. i don't if someone had told me three years ago, this is what's going to happen to you. I would have been like, no way. I will be, I'm, you know, I would have thought if I didn't succumb to the disease, I would have left with some type of other problem, whether it's a mental health problem, an addiction, something to cope, because I just didn't think I was mentally strong enough to handle something like that. Um, So seeing that I, have been able to put in the work to recover physically and mentally. I go to therapy to work on like the PTSD aspects of being in something like that. And the fact that I did the work and recovered and life feels pretty normal now. I'm shocked that life feels so normal. So I really learned that I am a little tougher than I thought.
0: Hmm. If people only hear that part of this conversation, they're going to have hope
1: life can really go back to normal in a lot of ways that I really never thought it could.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite part of being a parent?
1: Um, I really just love seeing them become their own people and being able to feel so confident and self-assured. They're very confident little boys and they're both very different. And I love how I just love being able to sort of steward them in this life and not feel compelled to make them any certain kind of way. Um, I love seeing them become people who are very different than myself. My oldest son in particular is just very different than me. And I love that he is so confident in who he is and he can just do his own thing. And he doesn't really think too much about what we think about it. And that's something very different than That I struggle with that as a child of like wanting to please my parents. And he really is doing his own thing. And I love that.
0: That's so cool. Our kids always do it better than we did, each generation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he's, you know, healing a little bit of that. And every, it's nice to see that kind of feel like we're continuing to move forward.
0: Yeah. I love the share you had around buying things in bulk that they've always loved to eat. (laughs) And now they won't eat them. I was like, that was my life. (laughs) Yes. Uh, <laughs> so they do really kind of control our lives in a in, a, in the best oh, yeah. way possible. Yeah.
1: Mhm. And there's just they're very unpredictable.
0: <laughs> mhm. Talk about your your store, your Etsy store and your bracelets and where that came from.
1: Um so I started the Etsy shop Cray Gardens when I'd say a couple months into Maryland's lockdown. Um I was just sort of crafting on my own to keep myself entertained. Uh, I had at that point a one-year-old and a three-year-old and we were in lockdown. So I was very isolated, very bored. I was always the mom that was out and about all day with them to kind of keep my day going. And I couldn't do anything with them and they were babies. And so I started making these bracelets that had curse words on them. And I just thought they were so funny. And I just wore them myself. There was no intent to sell them. And then I posted them on my personal Instagram. And all of these, all of my friends were like, Will you send me one? Will you make one for me? And I did. And then my husband, the finance guy, goes, Linz, we could make this a business. And I was like, No, absolutely not. There's no way in the world anybody would buy these. And he's like, No, Linz, let's do it. So one night we drank a bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> and, and made an Etsy shop that night. It is very easy. And it kind of just like went from there and, you know, sales started to trickle in and trickle in and then they really became consistent. And now it is a pretty, for, for what I want from it, it's a very successful business.
0: You're always having to restock.
1: Yeah. And every time I do, I go, this is the time that no one will buy. Like, this is it. I, Every time we have a successful sale, I am just like as amazed as I was the first time. i feel incredibly lucky that this has somehow taken off.
0: That's so cool. Your supportive husband. Oh, we've yeah. Se- we've he's seen him. Best. Little blips, little blips of him. So <laughs> yeah. he's the best. Tell me, tell me how you guys keep it intact with each other. Cause I'm a, I'm a marriage counselor and, oh, okay. and I, so give me some tips. I can pass them along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have any tips, but we haven't been married very long. We've only been married six years, Um, but they've been hard. We we've been we faced a very large amount of trials in those six years. We we had a pretty fast sort of courtship. We uh, got married, I think, maybe two years after we met and then we had a baby right away and then we had another baby right away and then we had covid and then I got cancer and we've just been every year has been a challenge. Um, But we've really found a way to grow together. And when things get really, really hard, instead of wanting to lash out at each other, we hold on to each other. And it's so easy to want to lash out and want to you're my safe person. So you're who I'm going to yell at. And that hap- that still happens with us, especially when I was in treatment. I think I yelled at that poor man most days, but for the, for the big stuff, you know, we really stick to each other. And we, I think a lot of that is luck that we just are really lucky. Um, but yet we also work to work on it and work on keeping our relationship solid especially with everything we've been through it'd be really easy to grow apart I think through all of this but we're growing together Mm. and he's great and we're very different but he is really really wonderful and very supportive of all of my sort of quirky endeavors
0: that's brilliant to connect and pull closer to each other than a -hmm. a way and you've been through a lifetime of events
1: we we've had a life in the last six years
0: yeah yeah oh my word. What is your favorite part of the day? You're now with the kiddos gone to school part of the day, so mm-hmm. I'm for I remember that first time and then being home and walking around in circles. What the heck do I do <laughs>
1: <laughs> right right now, I am really loving them being in school, and they're only in school until noon, so it's a short little blip of time. but i this is the first time in five years that I've kind of had a little bit of peace and it's nice to have that time to have my cup of coffee and have a little bit of quiet to do the laundry without little feet under me. Um, it's really nice. And I feel like it's made me a more patient mom and I'm, uh, more, uh, in, I'm more connected with them when they are here because I've kind of had a little bit of a reprieve to like give my nervous system a break, um, for those, you know, couple hours. So I really like while they're at school. And then I also love right when they get home and they wanna tell me all about their day. And they're so hungry and they're so tired and they just sort of like wanna pile on top of you. I love that like little first hour when they get home.
0: That's so sweet. So what would you tell moms if they have this sudden bit of free time? How, how would filling it up well, what does that look like?
1: I would really encourage you to not fill it all with chores. Don't fill the entire three hours or seven hours or however long you have. If you can carve even an hour of that to having a cup of coffee and watching your show or reading your book or sitting in silence and just giving yourself that time to reset, because I've noticed with myself and a lot of my friends, like our like nervous systems are so keyed up because we're constantly being touched. We're constantly being talked to. We're constantly hearing mommy, mommy, mommy. And that just like makes you a little frazzled. And for me, it makes me very short tempered. And I don't wanna be that way with my kids all the time. So like, if you can just give yourself that time to just reset and give yourself permission to take a break and not feel guilty about it, it will pay off in your patience, in your ability to get stuff done, more quickly because you've actually kind of had a break. Um, I think it ends up it ends up paying off way more than you think. Just giving yourself that little bit of time.
0: Mm, you're talking about self care, self compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Your your healing Lindsay Page. People maybe aren't as familiar with that as they are the TikTok stuff. Mm-hmm. That has been a gift, an, a labor of love for so many. Uh, I actually have had a couple of friends go through breast cancer and they've, they've kind of watched it from afar. And tell me what, what brought you to doing that and sharing so boldly and openly.
1: I started it for myself um, with no real intention that anybody would follow it. I uh, was in, I was still in cancer treatment, but I had already had been through the bulk of my chemo and surgeries. So I was still on uh, chemo, but it was the, Pill, oral chemo, and it was. I was starting to get some energy back, and I was sort of processing, starting to process what had just happened to me in the last six months. Um, Because during the chemo that I was on prior, I was asleep so much of the day. I was on a lot of anti-anxiety meds to help me cope with everything, and it was very. I was very much in a fog, and so when you the fog kind of lifts, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like that was really traumatic. And it all kind of hits you like a ton of bricks. So I started therapy and journaling. And I started just sort of posting the journal entries, because I was very worried I was going to forget the experience, which is funny now, because I wouldn't mind forgetting it all. But uh, I was very worried I was going to forget it. And so I started posting them. And also to give me a place to really talk a lot about it. And not feel like that was taking over all of my other accounts because you start to feel like this is the only thing you have to talk about, and that it's like taking over your personality because it's sort of all that is happening in your life for such a long period of time. So it's sort of a nice place to like just really freely, sort of openly process things out loud um, as I was processing the traumatic experience.
0: You must have so many reaching out to you, thanking you for that and and getting help it's, from it.
1: It's so great to connect with other women who've been through it, because especially who are in similar situations, because it's very isolating. You don't know a lot of women who are in their early 30s with breast cancer. And so it's really nice to connect with women who have been through it or are going through it and sort of build that community because there isn't as much of a community in person. Cause there's just not a lot of us. So the bulk of it is women you meet online and it, that's been really, really
0: helpful. Mm. Hmm. You're um, next. What is next for you?
1: Um, I mean, I, I will ride this Craig gardens wave as long as it takes me. Um, And I really enjoy it and I think I'm just continuing to move on with my life and my children are starting to get older I'm going to have more free time I'm excited to pour more into Craig Gardens um and into sort of my social media outlets I don't know I'm I've always sort of just been like a very like intuitive I'll just sort of like go where the wind blows me like I didn't plan Craig Gardens in any way shape or form and I think that uh I'll just kind of continue to go with whatever happens. Mm. But I'm going to I'm going to ride the Craig Gardens wave as long as it'll take me because I really really love it.
0: That organic authentic content is what draws people in because they feel like they have a relationship with you cuz you get them, right? The your other most recent post about the planner and the, oh, the yeah. wonderfulness <laughs> that's going to come from your planner and then I <laughs> yeah. love it and then you go no I'm not no won't. <laughs> It's just, oh, well. it's so real. I have, I am a notebook hoarder because I just always mm-hmm. love a fresh notebook. So I'll do like 10 pages of something and then go get another notebook. And I'm like, I uh-huh. really, that's yeah.
1: <laughs> just feels so good to have that crisp new, new book. Yeah. It's so full of possibility.
0: Right. And then it's behind a couch. Okay. So oh, yes. <laughs> your family what do they think of all that you're giving out
1: um I it's funny because so none of my siblings or parents are on TikTok or or really Instagram so they don't they know I do it but they don't like quite know to what extent um I think no knowing that I was such a theater nerd growing up they're not surprised at all that I found some way to perform for the world Um, I think they, they find it pretty funny.
0: Okay. (gasps) What would you say to somebody new coming into it that they want to, they want to share their arts creations? Oh, just
1: do it. Just, just do it. It's, you know, it can be a little bit embarrassing at first and you feel like, Oh, who's going to, every video I post, I go, who's going to watch this. And then, you know, a thousand people watch it and, you know, you just, just do it. It's fun. It's, you don't have to take it super seriously you know just do it for fun and enjoy it and don't think too much about it and if anybody has anything negative to say or makes fun of you for it or they're lame like it's just do it it's fun okay. and you really do meet like really cool people you like build relationships with people and it's that's very fulfilling
0: yeah you've handled the haters very well you've had some posts where you've handled the haters
1: <laughs> yeah i've got i've gotten lucky i haven't gotten too much uh too much pushback but I just try not to, I just try to remind myself that TikTok is not real like it's a social media platform which is really great but like these aren't people the people who are mean to you are not people you're really going to see in real life so and most of them are probably like 12 and 13 years old
0: <laughs> dealing with their so own it's a, pain yeah
1: right like you have no idea who those people are they could be children and I I try and when I respond to them for the most part pretend that they are children and not uh, get too angry about it. It's just TikTok, <laughs>
0: you know. Yeah, well, you don't want to. No.
1: You don't want to get too lost in in that sort of social media world. You don't want it to become your entire life because you have a real life with real people. Um, so try. You know, I try not to take it too seriously.
0: Mm. Do people come up to you and and believe that they know you and kind of want to interact with you?
1: Yeah, it's happened a couple times. Not many. I'm not. You know. A, quite a big enough person on TikTok for it to happen a lot, but I've had it uh, two or three times and I love it. I mean, I love meeting those people. Um, and it, it is funny because they know you so well and you don't know them at all. So there's sort of this like uh, conflicting comfortability, but uh, that's fine with me. I really love, uh, I feel so incredibly lucky that people have supported me, especially through this last year and all the hardships I went through having people support me with their words and their prayers, like that just completely blew me away. So I, I love everyone. I'm so happy when people feel comfortable enough to come and say hi to me.
0: That's so cool. So cool. Your next cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) What will it be?
1: I I really want to try the Tom Hanks champagne and diet Coke. I feel like that is my two favorite drinks. Maybe together are terrible or are great. So I do have a bottle of Prosecco in the fridge. So I think I'm going to bring a Diet Coke home soon so that I can try that.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just keep it fresh all the time.
1: <laughs> it went it went viral on TikTok a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, man, this is like because champagne is probably my favorite thing to drink. And, uh, and we know Diet Coke is my other favorite thing to drink. Right. So it's got to be somewhat good, I think.
0: It will you will hype yourself up well enough that it will be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't yes. do
0: the balsamic. You see the balsamic oh, one? it's supposed no. to taste like Coke.
1: I didn't even try it because I was like, that's just disgusting. At that point, just have a diet Coke. Just make your life easier and have what you want. <laughs> if you want a diet Coke, just have that. I don't know what drinking all that vinegar would do to your stomach. It probably would not feel good.
0: I don't think, I don't think it would be good. No. So say more about that. Like just, you want a diet Coke, have the diet Coke because you you've, you've gone through all your help things. You're a busy mom. You're, you're a career building this, this career with your shop and everything else that you do. How do we give ourselves permission to just do what we want to do?
1: Um, I mean, I think it, I think it's a practice. It's something that you can get better at if you keep doing it kind of like, I think sort of like positive thinking. If you practice it, you improve. I just don't. I don't have a boss, so I'm not going to live like I have one, you know, I, I lived, I had a very unapologetic mother and I love that about her. And she's still very, uh, she just lives her life how she wants. And I, and she doesn't ask anybody for permission to have that second slice of chocolate cake or have that extra glass of champagne, you know, she'll have champagne on a Tuesday. And I just love that about her. And I try and kind of be like that. Of I just don't, I'm just gonna live intuitively. I'm gonna follow my own gut and go with my own intuition. And I'm gonna really try to not worry about what other people think. Wow. Because I'm the person, I'm the person that has to look in the mirror. I'm the person that I go to bed with at night, like Lady Gaga said. Um so I'm gonna worry about what I think about
0: myself. That's so good. You need to write a book, I think. <laughs>
1: I don't think so, (laughs) but but, I mean, I, I've been lucky. I'm, I've been surrounded by some really amazing women. And I think that that is, that really helps me to try and, and live
0: those sort of values. Mm. Really surrounding ourselves by people that are living a life already that we also want to celebrate Mm -hmm. and live. Yeah. 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 So what I'm hearing you say, huh, the therapist, I never say that to clients, mm-hmm. is self-care, self-compassion, not apologizing for who you are in the world, mm-hmm. bringing what you can to the world in an organic, authentic way. That's like really living well.
1: I'm trying. And I mean, that's cert- I'm certainly not achieving that at all every day but that's how i ultimately want to live. it very and that was sort of the tagline for craig gardens was unapologetic accessories. so living unapologetically is definitely something that i strive to do.
0: yeah. yeah. what a wonderful role model for women for anybody and your kiddos.
1: No, yeah. i don't know about role i don't know about role model.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm going to build you up because but you might as I'm, well.
1: but i'm trying. i'm trying to live in a way that my kids would be proud of or uh be inspired by to some extent Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the bracelets that have the cuss words on them Mm -hmm. they're they're powerful the ones that say f cancer and all the other things Mm -hmm. have you had parents of other kiddos be offended and no i
1: I, i've really lucked out there um I I try and be, you know, I don't take them to like craft shows and things (laughs) like that. Um, I've been invited a couple of times to a couple of them and I'm like, I just don't think this is my place. And that's, and that's perfectly fine. Um, I am curious how this is going to pivot when my oldest son learns how to read. (laughs) I can't, I think I'll just have to keep them more private, Uh, keep them, you know, in my little studio Whereas right now they're on this coffee table and that that end table, um because he can't he can't quite read yet, but I mean, I don't really feel personally, I think every parent should make their own choice about it, but for me, I don't feel like exposing my kids to a little bit of curse words is really that bad. i would be I wouldn't be that upset if my child cursed. I would be upset if they name called they used uh you know like a slur or something like that i would care m- much more about that than if they went like oh shit you know that wouldn't really bother me that much yeah it just you know just let them let them fully express what they are feeling because mm-hmm. i certainly do
0: mhm mhm they'll be selling them for you when they get to high school they'll be selling them <laughs> yeah. right out of their locker
1: <laughs> there you go a little side hustle
0: <laughs> exactly oh my goodness so what is something you would want someone... What's your hope when they view your content or capture one of your bracelets for themselves? What's your hope?
1: Um, I mostly hope that people just feel sort of validated in their own feelings. I Something I really gleaned from social media is other women who are feeling the same way I am. And I'm like, man, I thought that was just me. Or thank God, like I'm not the only one who thinks like, that I'm constantly exhausted by motherhood or overstimulated and frustrated or like my kids won't eat this. And like, it's just me. It's, you feel so like it's just me and everyone else is doing great. And I'm the only one who's sort of floundering. And I just hope people feel like they're not the only ones and that maybe we can laugh at it a little bit.
0: Love that. I had memories of my kids walking around in their diaper with crackers and that was breakfast. Mm-hmm. So when you-
1: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: It was like, okay, I wasn't a bad parent
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm many years past that stage, but I appreciate your authentic willingness to share your life with everyone and, and the hope for them. So Thank you. you're welcome. Thank you. So people can find you on TikTok, mm-hmm. and they, and that's your handle on Instagram is Craig gardens.
1: Mm-hmm. And then is and it, TikTok
0: is the same. It is the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have the healing Lindsay page on Instagram and you have the create gardens shop on Etsy.
1: Yep.
0: So I'm going to put that on the show notes.
1: I'm everywhere.
0: (laughs) You are, you're, you're hitting all the, all the spots. Okay. So the last piece I uh, have implemented with guests is rapid fire. Just answer. You don't have to think about it a whole lot and we're just going to get to know you a little bit more. So, okay. Lake or ocean. Lake. Movie at a theater or movie at home?
1: Movie in a theater.
0: Pictionary or trivial pursuit?
1: Trivial pursuit.
0: I don't have my list in front of me, so I'm pulling out from memory. Um, (laughs) uh, Pizza or charcuterie? Charcuterie. Wine or beer? Wine. You can say champagne. I'll let you. Yeah,
1: champagne for (laughs) sure.
0: (laughs) Exercise indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Road trip or airplane?
1: Oh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably an airplane.
0: <laughs> Winter or summer? Summer. Night, sunset or morning sunrise?
1: Night, sunset.
0: Lindsay, I thank you so much for being here. I know that everything you shared is going to be important for others to hear and you're just I just love following you. Thank you for letting me as a mom feel like I was not such a horrible mom.
1: <laughs> and you for- weren't.
0: <laughs> they they have moments. I I had told them in the past, you'll need something for therapy one day. So <laughs> <laughs> but I do thank you. And I thank you for your your genuine generosity to the world and sharing who you are.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.